they're official when they like the countdown. Hello, hello, happy Thursday. I'm Ryan Block. I am the curator of this wonderful little show called The Open Heart Collective. The Open Heart Collective is a twice a week live episodic um, podcast in video audio form that we talk about mental health. We're talking about mental health because we're not having these conversations often enough. This is a big problem. And the reason why it's a big problem is because none of us are talking about it. So that being said, if we're wanting to have a conversation around mental health, I can't just do it by myself. So every twice a week, I have wonderful guests joining me. This week, my guest just happens to be one of my newest friends and colleagues, Mr. Lee Everett. I'm going to have him introduce himself here in a moment um, because in this show, it's the, the mission of this entire community is my story might not help you, but your story is going to help someone else. So what we mean by that is we have to be live. We have to be raw. We have to be real. We actually have to have real talk, right? We, we, we got to not just talk about the dark times when it comes to mental health, because there's dozens of people with stories about that. But we also have to talk about what specifically we did to overcome some of those obstacles that we faced. And most importantly, and this is the part that I love, we have to talk about what's exciting right now in our worlds, because if we talk about what's exciting, that gives those who are coming up behind us who are struggling hope that it does become better. So that being said, Lee, introduce yourself, my friend, and um, let us hear your bit of your story. Thanks, man, and uh, I appreciate you having me on here. Definitely my first time. Uh, so first time po- on a podcast yeah, at all. Podcaster, yeah. Whoa. So as you can tell by my setup, I'm all wonky. And <laughs> well, my setup's a little bit more intriguing than most podcasts out there, but yeah, for sure. I'll get there one day. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so you and I obviously came together a few months back, and Lila Smith that connected us. Um, so yeah, former guest of the show, by the way. Um, so where would you kind of like me to start? Like, I guess kind of the beginning. Uh, where, wherever you feel it's conducive for you to tell your story. Right. Because I could say, oh, man, I want to know from the cradle to the right now. Right. But it's those impactful moments. It's what's led you to where you are now. So in in um, in the description for the episode, uh, which you see here on Facebook, Instagram, if you go into my profile, you'll see uh, a little bit of his story there. But I really want to know as much as you're willing to share. Yeah, man. Because... I don't force anybody to say anything they don't want to say. Obviously, I mean, this being, a, this being a safe place, I want people to feel comfortable to share what they feel they need to in the context of this conversation. So I hope that gives you enough framework. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good to me. Awesome. So yeah, um, a little bit about myself. I am from Pine Tops, North Carolina, a little two-stop light town in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I grew up in a uh, little small rural town. And uh, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive at the age of four. Um, So for me, that was always something I did not even understand at the time. I couldn't really comprehend what that exactly was or what that exactly meant. Um, But I had been going through uh, 
some really rough times around the age of four or five. And uh, my mom and parents had started picking up on this, on, on these patterns. Um, so they started to kind of see like, you know, right, something's not right here. So they went to multiple doctors, started getting all these diagnoses and come to find out, you know, I had obsessive compulsive. Um, so through that and through some of the diagnosis, my mom was a stay at home mom at the time. Uh, my dad was a school teacher and uh, she, uh, she invested everything in me, man. So, um, it took us a while for us to find kind of the right psychologist. She was kind of going against the grain and didn't want to over-medicate or didn't want to just right. uh, prescribe me with any random medication, toss me in the corner. So she really spent a lot of her time really just helping me show that my, my mind controlled my perception, controlled my thoughts, what was going on around me. Right. So through that, man, you know, I, I was uh, I pushed through. I got through school. I, I did really well. I was always active in sports. But things were – it was always difficult, you know, from growing up, it was either licking carpet floors or counting tires or having this insatiable curiosity of things that didn't even matter or thoughts about things that didn't even matter. And I had no earthly idea, even at a later age, where these thoughts were even going, you know, even right. being part of sports or part of academia or whatever I was in, I still didn't know how to process my mind. So as I continue, as I started going through high school and college, you know, I started to adapt and obviously overcoming some of those uh, external fixations that I was, you know, allocating towards the obsessions and it right. became more internal. It, it turned into self-doubt. It turned into depression. It turned to anxiety. It turned into things that were, uh, more, uh, you know, more resonated with just me and what, what my thoughts and how they created my own reality. Right. And as that progressed, you know, she was still there and, you know, I was still seeing a psychologist here and there on up until co uh, on up until school or college. Um, you know, I kind of kept telling myself, ah, you know, I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm not doing those crazy things anymore like I was as a child. I have control of my mind. I was real fixated on health and physical wellness and things like that. And right. I thought I had a grasp and knew everything you know, about myself at that point. I, I didn't know shit, man. And, and, and it, and at what age? So I, well, when I went to school, I was you know, obviously 18, 19, but then I right. thought you know, I had weaned off of the support and the help and, and the things that were, I grew up needing. And, you know, obviously my mother not being so close, but just having that trust and knowing I could go to somebody and talk to them and be able to articulate these things. Because if I went to somebody else and tried to describe half of what I was thinking of going through, it, it, it never sense. It wasn't, right. well, it, was something, it wasn't something that could be touched or seen. Or, 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 or observe necessarily and, yep. and people have a hard time with that so you know going through all that and you know kind of shortening it up it's just I pushed through and just kind of realized like hey I don't know anything you know I don't know what I don't know and I took a step back and you know ended up in uh, getting my first job out of school making a bunch of mistakes there <laughs> you know going through some depression there. Let, let, let's pause let's pause on that for a second who in their first job out of school or into adulthood never made any mistakes. I want to see everybody's hands like buried because we all made mistakes, right? <laughs> oh, technology, right, guys? I mean, sometimes you guys just got to plug in from time to time. Right. Yeah, that's why I make sure like all of my stuff is plugged in. Anyways, um, no, that, that, that's really good to know. I mean, now we're going through both like secondary school and, and, and post-secondary school. Um, 
were you were you a high achiever or were you just kind of just did what was necessary? I was always a high achiever, and the reason for that is my mom helped me dedicate those obsessions towards positive things, whether it was okay. sports, whether it was school, um, whether it was even I put my mindset to it as a hobby. Um, I would I would go in full force and just just obsess and want and necessarily want to be the perfect me that I could be, but the self doubt always overcame that. And, it was never good enough. Through baseball, through sports, through school, you know, you make an A, you make, you hit a home run, you score a goal, you know, you still through that self doubt, put me in a place where like, ah, you know, so negative and so contradictory almost. Um, but yeah, it always pushed me to do better, better, do better. Right. So, being obsessed or having obsessive compulsive disorder and being a high high achiever typically not two things that go hand in hand i mean i'm not i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a therapist i'm not a psychologist i'm just a guy with a story and a voice loud enough for people to pay attention so i I just kind of wanted to like put that out there that i'm this show is not a show where we're talking about treatments or how to overcome or even really strategies. It's talking about what's worked for us in the past and how we've gotten through what all of us have gotten through. So, but yeah, I I can't imagine being OCD and being a high achiever being at the same time being something all too common because you would think that the, I guess the, I mean, hmm. I don't know. Interesting discussion. Um, but so let's 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 talk about a little bit about those specific obstacles. That you, okay, what were some of those? All right, I had to overcome this monumental thing, and what did I do at that time to overcome it? Because I'm I'm really curious because I've I've never had anybody on the show, at least that they've mentioned. Where where OCD has been uh, either a diagnosis or a self-concluded diagnosis based on WebMD, right? So I'm I'm really curious on how that played a part in you and what you've had to overcome. Yeah, so that was the funny thing, Dan, is that you know, and that's and that's I never lived the diagnosis. My mom never allowed me to even. Stick that adjective in anything that you can have to you know, there's papers from Duke University prescribing me at Cherry Hospital, you know, at, at very young ages with multiple diagnoses of things. So she never allowed me to live that first time. Um, so being able to kind of separate that and just to kind of get in that mindset where, you know, I knew something was a little different, um, you know, but not necessarily, you know, under, not necessarily under, understanding the physiology behind it, not understanding the chemistry behind it, not understanding, you know, necessarily how those things are being processed or even for what reason. Um, so the biggest kind of monumental shift for me is that uh, I kind of had a, a, uh, a big thing hit me a few months ago, man. Um, like I said, I know I rambling a little bit and story trying to frame it all in, but we we we've got forty five more minutes. We can right. we can pace right. Like 
We don't have to rush it all in like right now. So I never never knew how far deep down in the depression I got. From living it and understanding it and being a high achiever and being so observational and fully aware and I'm just having so much awareness at the, at the point it was, it was a, a negative, not positive. Sometimes I would use those things for positive for sports or academia or whatever it may be, but a lot of times I get stuck in the head. And right. it's funny, like you said, with Justin Impulse, a lot of people tend to be more, maybe more of an introvert than they do to themselves, you know, in their minds. But it's funny, you know, with the uh, session, the street finder session I had with Chris and Sherry the other, other day, three of my top traits were mindful traits. They were traits that basically pointed to that somebody that would, would typically be an introvert, would typically be somebody that was more secluded huh. and stuck behind. But she told me the other day, that was the very first person that she saw it was so extroverted with three of those traits and told her that I had to. Um, so really, <laughs> really, that's where it's kind of been my whole thing is, you know, and, and having people really understand where I'm coming from and who I am. Because, you know, to some, you know, they see this this person that's talking about these big picture things and big far out ideas and these obsessive right. thoughts and specific details. And they're like, oh, that was just like too much for a lot of people to handle. So to me, a lot of that was just becoming more and more self-aware and, and chipping away at that. So finally, after a point in life, I was like, yes, I'm self-aware, but I've gotten so far in this depression, I had no idea. So, right. you know, a few months ago, I just like, I took a step back, I took a trip to the mountains, you know, just turned off our phone, got away, and just, I really looked at life, and I was just like, wow. Like, I've really been reverse engineering my entire life, no matter how aware I've been or how in tune I was with my emotions or thoughts or, or trying to, you know, elevate my mind and getting better and better and better, overcoming forms of looking forward to having conversations like this. I still didn't realize how far down the Can we make forward. that a quote from Looking Floors podcast? <laughs> yeah. That needs to go on your LinkedIn floor. profile. Sorry from the floors, now we're here, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it, uh, I never, I, you think, like, it kind of goes back to that same mindset. Each time you kind of, Elevate life, you think, okay, I got to figure it out. But right. still, I had no I earthly idea how far I had let myself go in that depression. And when I look back and yeah, so I was in the big 30 point, and it was just recent. To be honest, that's how you and I came together. To be honest, yeah. that's how a lot of things happened recently in my life because I realized how much I was letting, holding myself back, that I was being so aware of the wrong things. I was missing the forest from staring at one tree and trying to catch <laughs> the bark on one tree. You were, you were in the middle of the forest right. staring at one tree six inches from your face, not realizing everything else that was around right. you. Right, and this and half of it was right behind me. You know, it's been tapping on my shoulder for years. Hey, if you were here, you know, it may right. not have been money or materials or anything of that nature that you can necessarily put your hands on, but it's, it's people. That's where I came up with the acronym recently as ACT. Life to me is an authentic act. It's awareness, character, and team. That's all life really comes down to. Right. Aware, how aware you are of yourself, what's going on around you, what's going on within you, what's going on, you know, past harm's reach and ourselves. Right. And your character, what is your founding principles? Who are you as a person? What drives you and pushes you every day? Your team. Right. You know, who's your team? Who do you really have tapping you on your shoulder like I had? Say, hey, like, you've got everything. Like, she told me, Lila told me, right in front of me. I said, I just didn't get that. And somebody else told me that the other day. I think his name, 
and the ride. And it was just like, man, you got everything. <laughs> I called you up, and I was like, man, I'm so worked up. Like, all that stuff was going on. Like, man, like, listen, like, I told you this the first day I got to know you. I mean, the, uh, a little bit of context for you guys. Lee and I have known each other three, four months now, yeah, something like that. All right. Um, uh, it was September because I was driving to the airport to go to South Carolina or New York, one of the two. And, um, I, I gave him pretty much my entire commute from Rockford to O'Hare or to Midway. I think it was even, and, um, no, it was O'Hare. So it was New York anyways. And it was a click instantly because we, I mean, it, it, it was, two guys having a genuine conversation about what's exciting in each other's worlds. And, and one knowing that the other one actually gave a fuck and wanted to know more. And, and then all of a sudden Lee calls me from the mountains in, um, in <laughs> fucking North Carolina or wherever the hell you are, Virginia. Franklin, Franklin, North Carolina. Yeah. He calls me and he's like, I got it. I'm like, all right. Like, I, I, I appreciate the energy, but like, let, let, let's, let's drill down to the importances of each and every one of those things that you say you've got. And I tend to do this a lot. I mean, I, I, I oddly enough kind of came into a role over the last couple of months of being almost just strategic catalyst for people where much like Lee, they'll have a conversation with me and, and all of a sudden either I'll give their ideas merit or I'll say pivot and change and make this move and see what happens. And it's, it's really become an interesting because out of what Lee learned, I've learned more about who I am needing to be moving forward. And that's some exciting stuff that I'll talk about in the new year. But um, I'm just, I'm excited to, oh, I've switched my damn camera around. Hold on, Instagram. Sorry. Um, I don't feel bad about my charger now. We, we got, we're one and one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not hearing you on Facebook. Hold on. Oh. Apparently my Facebook feed wanted to like not work with my headphones anymore. Oh. All right. I think we're good. Lee, can you hear me? You good? Yeah, I can hear you. Right, can you hear me on Facebook? Yep. Okay. That was so weird. Sorry about that, guys. Um, technology. Anyways, so I want to commend you because I'm, I heard you talk about your dark times. And, I, I, and, and just how, I mean, recent the wounds are. Um, but, and I know you put on a kind of a really compelling article out on LinkedIn about it. But I, I wanted you to, if you don't mind, to talk about that for a few minutes. Um, because I, I know you kind of hinted at it, but I wanted to go a little bit deeper, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just and, and, scratching. <laughs> and remember, guys, uh, whether you're watching this on LinkedIn or, or LinkedIn, damn it, Instagram. <laughs> Or, or here with us on Facebook, or you're listening to this or watching this after the fact in the post recording. Um, I want everybody who hears this now in the future or has heard it me say it in the past, this is a good reminder. This is a safe place. This is a place for anybody and everybody who wants to come and share their story. 
So this is a place where we do not judge. We only uplift. Okay. I, I, so, and, and I've made this abundantly clear in the past. I will flag and remove anybody who leaves anything hateful on any video in anywhere in this channel, because this is not the place for that. And this is a place where people are allowed to come and be vulnerable and not be judged for it. So, and I want to keep that going and I want to keep that moving forward as much as possible because there aren't enough places like this in the world. And I know that because if there was, we wouldn't lose the people that we've lost. I mean, you, you guys have heard me talk about this day in and day out for eight and a half months now. This is something that is imperative that we continue to do and we do rapidly and we do at scale in creating safe places for people to be vulnerable. Because when we do that, that's when change can happen. That's when this pandemic around mental health and suicide and alcoholism and everything, surround, everything negative surrounding mental health stops. It's because we allow it to stop. Because we've created enough safe places, enough community for people to go to and not feel like they can, and not feel judged or feel negative or down on themselves for what they've gone through. Because guess what, guys? Every single one of us has a story. Every single one of us has gone through something, is going through something, or fucking will go through something. Mental health is not a thing that you just get past. It's a constant thing that most people struggle with their entire lives. And now we need to bring that conversation up to the forefront. Because that's how we can change the world. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really tired of waking up and reading about losing somebody. Whether that somebody be the, somebody like the Anthony Bourdain's or Kate Spades of the world, or the guy down the street. I don't want to read those stories anymore. I don't want my kids to have to grow up in a world where they have to wonder if they come back from Christmas break and one of their friends is dead. Every fucking year I was going through high school, I lost at least one friend to suicide. Like, I, this is not a joke. So, Lee, this is a safe place. You're not going to be judged for your story. In fact, there have been people who've shared stuff on the show that they've never told anybody in their world about. So I'm not going to force you to say what you don't want to say, but I want to compel you to say whatever you feel moved to say. No, I appreciate that, man. And uh, that's one thing I've, I've learned through this journey and learned through this life. Um, I don't know if I can hear you on I don't know if we're still connected on Facebook or not, but oh, hold on. Let me Facebook. I'll be right back. All right. Yeah, now about now? Yeah, now I can. That's so weird. All right, I'm gonna do something else. All right, so let's see here. All right, I think we're good. Yep. Can you hear me now? Yep. All right. I'm hearing an echo, though. So, I mean, that, that's, that was really well said, man, and that, and that was what I'm going to say through this is that that's the one thing I've really learned through this journey is that 
anybody that does stand back, you know, and points a finger or makes a comment or anything like that, look, man, we all got to learn to look within. Right. Uh, a lot of times we want to be the change, but we're not doing it ourselves. We want to see change exterior. I'm still listening. Yeah. So we want to see this change, but we don't want to be part of the change. We want to talk about, like, oh, you know what he can do, or, oh, what this person can do. And that was one thing that I was missing through this journey is that uh, kind of going through that depression, I, I, I just feel with so much anger and hate and just, just I was depressed. And, you know, you kind of said, let's pull back the curtain and get back into it. A few months ago, to be real with you guys here, uh, that's the first time I looked in the mirror and liked the person I saw. I liked the person that I, 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 I smiled, looked in the mirror for the fi- first time and, and was happy. And, you know, you, you say something like that and somebody stands back and looks at your life and says, oh, you know, you look like everything's great. Everything's happy. You've got a family that cares about you. You've got friends. You've got family. And you've got a good job. A roof right. over your head. And that's very true. And that's something we don't need to take for granted a day of our lives. But there's so much more that goes on within that we don't put emphasis on because we're so caught up in the exterior and the material world. Right. So much. I, I, there was a piece of me, a part of me, I had no idea who was. That was me. That I was so afraid. I got so tired of being in my head and listening to that person and having those obsessions and being going through these thoughts and noticing every little thing. I hated myself. I hated being in the mindset. I hated thinking. I hated, I shut down everything physically, mentally. That's mm-hmm. where I tell a lot of people is your mental health is your core. That's where everything stems from. Mm-hmm. Your physical well-being, your emotions, your output at work, your your, your whole entire life right. is revolved around how mentally stable and well your mindset is and what you're able mm-hmm. to focus your thoughts on. Because our, our mind only knows how to focus on one thing at a time. It's right. physiologically impossible to focus on one, more than one thing at the, at, you know, the same moment. All the multitaskers so, that are listening to this are going, no, I don't believe yeah, that. that is not, no, your mind can hold one thought at a time. So we had to consciously take a step back because I was so focused on what was wrong. And those wrongs were such a, a self-created illusion. I lived in my own hell. I, I, everybody was talking about me. Everybody hated me. I was a bad person, but yet... People come up to me and like, oh, Lee, you're 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 such a uh, passionate person. You're very genuine. You have good energy, right. and I never saw that. To me, I saw a completely different person. Somebody I hated. And what I tell people all the time is that no matter how much positivity you're putting out, a positive right. plus a negative is still going to be a negative if that negative outweighs that positive. Right. My thoughts were so negative; they were manifesting themselves all around me. I had no idea because I was trying to create this world through my thoughts. But my thought, but my, but my thoughts were really creating the true reality. When I thought I had control mm-hmm. of it, we don't have control of shit. All mm-hmm. we can control is ourselves, and we yeah. lose such a grasp on that, and it's sad. 
and then we're so then quick we're so to point quick judge, and, judge and, and bring somebody else down when we're when we're, we're going through things ourselves. ourselves. But yet, when we reach out a hand and, and expect people to help us, right? But as a community, like you said, I went home, man, and somebody had just overdosed on heroin, and somebody had just killed themselves in my hometown. And like I told you, I grew up in a two-stop light hometown. Uh, uh, town. I mean, just not that many people. Much like most with, of the towns but, around right. where I'm from. But the poverty level, the the obesity level, like all these things are so high. It's just mm-hmm. nobody's reaching out hands to help, but we want to point fingers to, to bring others down. Right. And that is what creates more and more depression because you are the company you keep. If you're around, and that's something I've changed in my life, man, and that's what, what what's kind of set me on a different path and broke that mindset I was in, I had to get away from it because people were just so stuck in the negativity. It was bringing me down. It was making me depressed because I'm, I'm such a sponge. Sometimes I feed off people really well and I feed off the ones around me. And I had no idea the energy vampires that were sucking me dry of everything that I had. Uh huh. And uh, it's just like you said, man, we could, we, we could talk about this for a long time, but, when will we actually start making the movement? When we are actually start acting on it, we can talk about things. We can bring awareness, and that's what it amazes me about people: is we want to have conversations, but what are we really doing out here? And that's right. something I really respect about you and I's relationship, and so many people I've met here recently. Is like we're making steps outside of just talking about it. This right. conversation just brings light to, to the advocacy and how big of an issue this really is. But after this, there has to be some kind of process or, or action that we take to actually go towards making an improvement. Right. Or we remain stagnant. We can sit mm-hmm. here and talk about it and like statuses and share content. And that doesn't do anything. You have to get out there and know the person sitting beside you. Know who's yeah. going, going through things. You have mm-hmm. to know yourself before anything. That's something I I just learned a few months ago. Because <laughs> yeah. I gave and gave and gave and gave to companies, to people, to coaches, to teachers. You know, and this is, uh, you know, I train dogs a little bit, and that's funny because I, I compare people to dogs a lot of times because you see so many similarities. But it's mm-hmm. like I was looking for this positive reinforcement all the time. I was this happy, high-driven dog, and just kind of a little confused, just looking for that approval, looking for that treat. Like, hey, right. am I doing right? But I never mm-hmm. took care of what was best for me. And then it just slowly deteriorated. It's like I was dying inside. Oftentimes, we don't. No. We don't take care of ourselves because to take it in, in the culture that we're in nowadays, we're, it's selfish to take care of yourself, right? Oh. It's. Bless you. Bless you, Master. <laughs> um, it it it's so. I'm hearing such an echo on Facebook. It's so weird. Yeah, I was hearing one too. I was just trying to push through. Can you put the headphones back in? Yeah. Or plug the headphones back in? Because I think yeah, that might be causing it. Yeah, they're plug. They're plugged in. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. We'll see. I'm still hearing it. Oh, yep. <laughs> Technology. Um, bear with me one second, guys. I'm going to try and fix, fix this problem. Okay. 
maybe. All right. I think we're good. Maybe. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. I don't hear myself, so. <laughs> I also know that I'm really loud. Oh, I'm back. I'm hearing echoes again. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Bear with us, guys. One second. Um, why is everything pausing? <sighs> Technology. All right, guys. I think we'll just push through. No, I can't. I, I can't hear that echo. I'll be right back, guys. That doesn't kill the episode. All right, testing. One, two, 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 one, two. Connecting. I don't hear anything. So I'm going to say all is good. You hear me? All right. Fixed it. Technology, everybody. See, this is this is the joy about doing a live video. <laughs> it, 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 sometimes you just you, you gotta you gotta roll with the punches, and and sometimes it's guys, yeah, I was all tore up at the beginning of this, man. I don't know what I was saying at the first ten minutes. So guys, excuse me, but this, to be such an outspoken extrovert, to be on a podcast or something like this the first time, I was a little nervous. So, like you said, you just gotta stumble, bumble, fumble. I mean, it, but that's what makes this real. Right. I, I say this I appreciate that about it. One of one of the imperative missions or, or or ways of being around this show is that we're real humans. We're having real conversations about real stuff. And 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 sometimes real isn't pretty. Sometimes real is a technical glitch that says, fuck you, I'm not gonna work. Sometimes real is emotion is shared. And and, and sometimes tears are shed. Sometimes the conversations that happen off the interview afterwards are, I've never said this before to anybody, and I'm saying it now, and I've and I've said it tonight. So, but that 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 just adds value to the whole mission behind this thing that we can be humans together, because we are at the end of the day we're all humans together. So, um, back into what you were talking about. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. Um, I want to make sure that people know that I'm thankful for people to be vulnerable and share here because they're, they're, people can hide, right? Social media, we do tend to hide. That, that's a lot. A lot of people do that, right? They hide behind the fallacy that a lot of social media puts out there. But one of the things that I commend you for, and I commend every other guest that's been on the show is you guys are all real people. You guys all, I mean, We've all made we've all made mistakes, and we own them here on the show, right? We we all struggled. We're not we're not doing this from some like glorified office. I mean, Lee's in his living room of his apartment, and I'm in the basement of my house. I mean, this is this is as real as it gets without Lee and I being in the same room with each and every one of you guys, right? Like that's something you've honestly taught me, man. Is that you know, like we were having conversations a weeks ago is, uh, you know, I was getting so caught up on the opportunities that was around me and the illusion of an office and computers and things, you know, you and I were talking about, it's like, you're like, look, man, like none of that matters. 
what matters is what you have to say. What matters is what you're putting out, you know, and that's something that really is hold true for something I've learned a lot here recently. So, man, you, you know, and you brought that to light. I'm glad I could. Um, okay. So, uh, just past the halfway point. So I, 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 I want to take this, the, the next moment, two moments here to, to address those of you guys who are struggling, whether, whether you're at the point, whether or to who is struggling, or if you know someone who's close in, in, in your inner circle, who is struggling, the, the, this part of the show is for you. I want you guys to know that there are resources in abundance. There are a lot of resources available to you. I want to make myself as an available resource. So one of the ways that I make myself available to anyone and everyone who's hearing this live with us on Instagram and Facebook, or we'll hear it in the audio replay after the fact, or catch it on Facebook or YouTube after the fact. I make myself so available that my phone number is pretty much public. The phone number that is on that Instagram is broadcasting with right now. And I, and I do this for a purpose that if you guys have nowhere else to go, you can come to me. It's in my LinkedIn profile. It's in my Facebook page. It's, I think, fuck, I think it's on my YouTube channel. Like, I want you guys to know that I am accessible. Because I, I, I know that to a lot of people who are struggling with anything mental health related, that the, that the foundation of it is some problem around anxiety <clears throat> or, in, or anxiousness about the way that you feel. So what I want to say here is that while we have so many options, so many ways to reach out and get help, the problem that we face is that sometimes we get into analysis paralysis. Right. We go, we, we go, social media, digital, all of that is a blessing and a curse at the same time for anyone and everyone who is struggling with any sort of anxiety issue. Because what happens? You're struggling, right? And you go to Google and you type in depression or you type in anxiety or you type in stress or alcoholism or whatever the case may be. And what happens? You get bombarded with five, eight, 12 million search results. And what happens when you get five, eight, 10, 12 million search results? You get too many choices. And what happens when you have too many choices? When the baseline of your condition is anxiousness about something, you're not going to make a decision. So while we are an abundance of resources and technology now, that often inhibits a lot of people in the ability to reach out because sometimes the resources that are available aren't the right resources. Sometimes they're, they're, they're not at or above bar for what they need to be. They're, they're, they, they deceive for some reason. I, I see a lot of these apps coming out nowadays that, that are, they're, they're, vetted therapists, right? You spend 60, 125, $3,000 a month and you have access, right? But the problem is, is if you're struggling, oftentimes you're not going to have the funds. And oftentimes you're not going to be able to make those decisions because I'm in that therapist cost 3000 
I don't have three thousand dollars. Shit, what do I do? And 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 as cheesy it is, it is. I mean, we're I'm doing collaborating, or I'm a supporter of uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And and tomorrow, the record label that I run, we've got a, re a re release coming out. It's our last release of the year, and we're donating fifty percent of the proceeds to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And what people, I don't think I've even publicized this yet. I'm gonna match the donation. So that's big talk because if we get a lot of money out of the record, I'm gonna have to pony up a lot. But like, and that's okay because I like to be challenged. And this is how much we need to raise awareness for this issue. And there are so many organizations and they just need our support. So one of the things I'm gonna say is this, this, this show, there's a lot of different ways people can support this show and, and can support its continued mission to break the stigma around mental health. Because let's face it guys, all of us, our mission here is to leave the world a better place than when we came in, right? That's my mission. I know that's Lee's mission. In whatever way that you do that, that is our core mission. We want to make it a little bit better place to be in than when we entered into it, right? So, I, I, I advertise the ways that you can support this podcast. I don't want to waste any more time on that. Um, but there are ways, and the ways that you do support it, like through, through the audio for you, all you audio files out there, right? the anchor platform which hosts the audio version of this podcast they they have a platform or part of their platform is you can support the creator right i don't give a shit about me because it's not my story it's your guys' stories it's everybody's stories i'm just a curator of it all i'm putting it all together in a playlist right um but what i want to do with that and it works a lot like patreon does if you guys are familiar with it you can support a one dollar a month ten dollars a month whatever the case is I'm going to take that money, and if you guys read, if you guys say, "Yeah, I'm supporting this show," I want my contribution to go to, or you live in, or I'll find out what state you live in, and and I'll donate it to a mental health resource that's available near you, so it can help people in your community. If you guys don't want to do that, just support mental health organizations in your community, whether it's through volunteering or donating or or whatever the case may be, shout them out on social media, give them, give them the praise because they're the ones that are doing the hard work, right? They're the ones that are in the trenches every day. We want to support them in the work that they do. Anyways, so Lee, back to you and your story, my man. I'm really compelled to know. I mean, I know a little bit about it because I mean, we talk, uh, Pretty much daily. Um, but what's compelling to me right now is you got, or what I want people to know right now is if you're just catching this in the middle of it or towards the end of this episode here, no mental health story is ever complete, right? Pretty much doesn't end until we end. But and I, and I know sometimes the work that we do doesn't save everyone. Um, I got a comment on video from last week with Colby um, and said, man, 
<laughs> I interrupted there for a second, but um, I this comment just came to mind. Um, a guy commented uh, on on the video after the video was done on Facebook, and he said, uh, "Because Colby and I are both fathers, so we talked about being a parent and 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 being unconditional with our love and support." And and I, I felt I feel bad. I haven't reached out to this gentleman yet, but he stated that no matter what he did, he loved his son so much, but it still didn't help. And, and my heart breaks because I can't imagine what that would be like being a parent or a friend or even in the family of somebody that's done that. And I was just told this, um, that I found that comment out yesterday and then earlier this week even, I ran into an old colleague at a coffee shop and they said that one of their family members' cousins committed suicide. I'm, this is how real it is. This stuff affects us every single day. So what I, what I want this show to do and what I'm going to ask um, Lee to do here in a moment is we, we've we've not heard his story. We've heard what he struggled with and, and the deep and darkness of what it was, his depression. But what I also want to know is where's those exciting things that are going on? Because as I mentioned at the beginning, this is what gives people hope and fire to move forward and to keep going, knowing that they're not alone because these communities exist for them. Knowing that they're not struggling by themselves. I, it's my life. I mean, I've got a lot of goals and a lot of ambitions in life, but my biggest life mission is to end as much as is possible, as much as I have fight in my body to end mental health issues around the world. I don't know where this mission is going to take me. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I promise I'm not going to give up. And as I've said in previous episodes, I'm going to keep this going until I have a, no longer have a voice and then I'm going to pay somebody to do it for me because that's how important this is. So that being said, Colby, Colby, Lee, we were talking about Colby before and I was on the mic. Um, Lee, what are those exciting things happening in your world right now, man? I, I know a lot of them, but I, I want you to push that out there into the world. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I don't want to get too fixated on the negative. I want to bring awareness, but through the darkness and through the pain, we always push through, and there's always some positive. The world works for us a lot more than it does against us, right? Um, so, yeah, through that whole epiphany a few months ago and the aha moments, I've <clears throat> passed finding myself or starting to find myself more, you know, yeah. fully find ourselves. Uh, that's part of the journey, right? Um, but a lot of good has happened. I left corporate. Um, I was in staffing in HR for quite some time and kind of, you know, earned my skin in the game and really got behind and lost the meaning of why I got into staffing because I ended up change, chasing the almighty dollar and forgot in the day you still are representing people. And it just became such a transactional business and seeing how broken the hiring process is even caused me depression. So finally got out of corporate, finally, you know, 
put the money aside and start chasing my passions with dog training. I partnered with a company here in Charlotte called Keen Dog, and they have a 10-plus year established brand uh, here in Charlotte. Be sure to check them out. We're actually doing a trip class uh, this weekend about uh, if you come and bring a free toy for a dog and or a child, um, we'll do a free trip class for an hour, and we'll teach your dog how to actually hug another dog. So if you see some of the pictures I've shared. I wish I was in Charlotte this weekend, man. I would love to see that. It's a it's a glorified like shake command, but it's really cool when you teach the dog the concept like actually shaking the other dogs. So they'll just kind of stick their paw over the dog's back of head. It's, it's sweet. Um, but yeah, man, I've been chasing my passion with dogs and really just freeing up my time. I've never had so much free time. And through that time, I've really realized how Sometimes it's organized a person I am, but just to step back and smell the air again, just to enjoy the things that we're doing and enjoy the things that motivate us in life. So, you know, while I'm doing that, I'm actually uh, pushing towards building a company I called uh, Avalon. So that's kind of got its own personal backstory in it. Um, but it's obviously an idea I share with you and we're kind of working on in the back end. But right ultimately a uh, movement that I am working towards to help better leadership within companies and organizations with their culture at the core and also individuals working with them on a personalized basis to really just kind of reveal the curtain and who's the eyes behind this facade and person or the things that you're really going through. So I think the biggest thing is, is like you said earlier, is it costs a lot of money to go see a therapist or somebody sometimes and not ever discrediting that or claiming that I am one, but sometimes money or education can't trump real world experiences. And if I can give a fraction of my time that helps somebody pivot around half the mistakes or, or the dark paths I went through in my life, yes. Like, call me, text me, whatever. Look, for free, the money doesn't matter. And that's one thing I learned by stepping out of corporate is that the money comes when your passion is there. Your money is just new natural selection. We need money to survive, right? Once our basic needs are met and once we're looking at it with a minimalistic approach for what we need, then the fruits of our labor starts getting harvested. Uh And that's where I'm starting to see now so many opportunities, so many people is opening up to me just because now I'm embracing who I am. Now I'm embracing myself. It is, man. And because then you start to manifest those things and your vibration and frequency, in my opinion, as a person, that's where people we get vibes from. Mm -hmm. You start feeling that from other people. We've all felt it. We walked in a room and it's just like, oh, I'm getting my weird vibes or you know, this person's kind of rubbed me the wrong way or the opposite, right? Or someone's like, wow, they give up. You walk into a room and it's like, I'm home. Yeah. Right. That's very, very true. So back to the whole company aspect with Avalon is that that's what I think you and I are really working towards is assessing the health and the well-being of these companies and really seeing at an individual level where the health of your company and wellness lies. you got companies spending thousands and thousands of dollars on workout equipment, but we can't invest in what really helps us function. Right. And I was, I was, I, I appreciate you for saying that because that, that's something that, um, I want to mention when I, um, I, I've got a few clients in the digital marketing space and, and brand development space that I, that I, that I, 
um, that I work with. And one of the things that I've started installing into our weekly or biweekly or regular calls is, is a mental health check, right? We, we, we start out, we spend the first five to seven minutes doing a check-in as a human before we get into business. Business is important, but, and I want to say this, if you're not right here, ain't nothing else going to be right. So you gotta be right here. You have to, you can say, and, and being right doesn't mean that everything is good. That's right. Right? Being right up here is knowing that, ouch, today sucked, tomorrow's gonna be better. And the ability to like box it up, toss it over the shoulder, move on. So I think that's a miscon I think that's a misconception that a lot of people face is that. Oh man! In order to be good, or in order to be all things to be right, everything's got to be good, and that's not true. Sure. So, thank you for bringing that up because that, I, I think that little function is a thing that a lot of other agencies are missing. You just said it. It's people, business, and I'm about to piss a lot of people off. Kumbaya <laughs> <laughs> speech I'm about to give, but business is people. Come on, y'all. Like, we you, you even look at because entrepreneurs are a kick now. Even if you are an entrepreneur and you go out and you build this dream passion, you need other people. Those people spend their entire lives building your vision and brand. Right. You didn't tell me you can't invest just, just some, like you said, time, five to 10 minutes per, per conversation. What is that? You know, oh, you know, feelings and business are separate. No, they're not. How many, how many times you walk in a meeting and you can't focus because of what's going on at home or what, or what you're so fixated on or what you're depressed about? It's, and, you know, we got to get out of this old mindset. And, and like you said, and that's what this whole podcast is about, is just reveal the curtain. You know, especially, you know, as, as men, we have, we have this facade that we can't show emotion, we can't cry, or we can't show fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we are evolving as people. We have to evolve our thoughts as well. And I think that's a very outdated, uh, simplistic way to look at us as beings. It's a simplistic way of us to undermine our own emotions, our own instinct. Mm-hmm. That's what emotions stem from. Mm-hmm. We, we can't sit here and doubt these natural instincts that we have, whether it's business or not. Business is just a function of life. That's just how that's just a, we're going out and hunting for our new age food and money. What, what, and what I'll say about that as, as we get ready to wrap up here, guys, business is easy, right? All businesses at the core of business, and this is not a business podcast, so I don't want to get this confused. At the end of the day, the core of business is delivering value and receiving value in return, period, right? You deliver a product, you receive payment, you deliver a service, you get a service in return. That's business. What complicates it is us, right? It's our perceptions of what need to be there in order for the business to work. All right, I'm off that high horse now because we could spend an hour just talking about that. Yeah, we'll uh, about that. And, and we're and we're about ready to get the uh, two minute warning here on on Instagram because they're good at keeping us under an hour. Um, so, Lee. Where in the world is the best place for people to connect with you? I'm gonna I'm gonna link it down below, but if, if they're watching this or hearing this, obviously it's it's broadcast live on Instagram. But unfortunately, Instagram this video is gonna be gone in like 24 hours. 
and, and Facebook, the video will live here in perpetuity, but we want to make sure that if people want to connect with you, that they have the most critical, important platform to do it. I'd say LinkedIn. I put a lot of my time and effort in LinkedIn because LinkedIn has changed my life. I've met you. I've met a lot of other people that's really, it's a very genuine platform. So I'm on LinkedIn as Lee Everett. As you said, I post a lot of articles. You'll see me stumble and bumble and fumble in videos. Uh, you know, just well, yeah, it doesn't matter. As long as at the end of the day, you're a good person, you mean well, and you're putting good out there. That's right. what it's about. So right. I'm LinkedIn, Lee Everett, Everett Lee underscore Lee three on Instagram. Uh, don't, you can get on some Facebook sometimes, but if you guys want to email me, call me, whatever, just feel free to connect with me on there. And I'd love to set up a call and just get to know one another. So, awesome. All right. We're getting ready to wrap this. I want to wrap this on this little mantra. You guys on Instagram, I think you'll see it because we're about to die over here. Or not die, but the video is about to cut out here on, 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 on uh, Instagram. But I want to end this video on this little mantra that I end every video on. And it goes as follows. Be happy, number one. Or, yeah, being happy number is number one. Have fun. is I, I forget my own damn mantra, the joys of life. Um, have fun is number two. And the third one is important. Hustle, because everything in life takes work. But, and this is very, 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 very important. There is no amount of hustle on this planet that can bring you happiness or fun. So it's imperative that you have those two first. Right? And then make sure that you take time to breathe. Even if you just say the word breathe once a day, it kind of forces you to actually breathe. It's really cool, that's why it's my favorite word. Anyways, Instagram, I'm gonna say bye to you. I'll be back tomorrow with another guest. We'll talk more about that later though. Bye Instagram. <laughs> I absolutely love this show so much. Um, anyways, Facebook and YouTube and everywhere else that this is going to be heard or seen. I want to say thank you. Put it this way, guys, I know it's an hour and I'm doing this twice a week and you guys have got better things to do or not better things to do. You have other things to do than sit here and listen to this show, but I want to commend everybody who does. And I know on the audio side, we're reaching nearly a thousand downloads, which for other podcasts would be like, Oh, I got that in my first week. But what you guys don't realize, or what you probably don't even care to realize, is that I don't really care about the numbers. I care about the metric that I care about is the fact that we can help people. And that's the only metric I care about. So I know that if this has been vi viewed a thousand times across all the videos and, and downloaded a thousand times, that's potentially a couple thousand people's lives that we can impact. That's the metric that I care about. That's right. I want you guys to share this. I want you guys to share this community, this vision with anybody and everybody that you possibly can because the more voices that we get building into this community, the more hearts that we get pouring in, sharing their stories, knowing that they can do it in a safe place, that's how we can change the world. Guys, because I'm not, I want to build the biggest building in town, right? But I'm not going to build the biggest building in town without doing it with each and every single one of you guys, right? Because for me, it's not about what I can do for me. It's about what I can do with all of you, for all of you. 
because if we can do this together and you guys can start to succeed and gain happiness and are safe and you guys can push that forward into your own communities where you are in the world and help others do the same, that's my goal with this because that's how we can change the world. I, I made this post up on LinkedIn shortly before this. Now, a lot of us wake up every day saying they want to change the world, but how many of us actually put action forth every single day towards that goal? I know the number is not one for one. It's not. I want to make it though one for one. So for everybody that says that they're getting up in the day or every morning and their goal is to change the world, that they actually put forth the effort to do it in their way. Because I don't care how they do it. I just want them to do it. Because we have a lot of people in this world that talk. Very few people that act. All right, guys. So I'll be back tomorrow. Back-to-back episodes twice in, or in two weeks. <sighs> um, Fridays and Thursdays are crazy the last couple of weeks. Anyways, back tomorrow with Carly Rice. I, She's actually the first person who's in my hometown, from my hometown, or not, who's in my, my city that I've had on the show. 39 episodes now and the first guest from my hometown. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. Anyways, Lee, my brother, I want to say thank you because I know I, I, I pushed you a little bit more than you were probably expecting, but I know what you have to say brings value to people. So, yeah, I appreciate that, man, a lot. And, and that, uh, you know, obviously, I, I, even at the beginning, you know, you feel so overwhelmed because you have so much to say and you feel like you have so little time. But we do have a lot of time. We have a lot more time than we think. And when we put that time aside and actually focus on the now, we can get so much more accomplished, especially when we help one another out. Amen. Lee, I'll talk to you soon. We got work to do. Uh, everybody else. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I appreciate it.